Hello, I'm Dr. Stephen Hassan with another episode of the Influence Continuum. I have a very special guest with me from Belgium for this episode. Els Koenen uh, is uh, about to publish a book about her experiences and, and knowledge about the Yogi Bhajan Kundalini cult group, a group that I've known and worked with former members for decades. But let me introduce my guest. Els got her doctorate in nuclear physics in 1985. She was acting in, active in banking, IT, telecom businesses in uh, Belgium, where she lives. In 2007, when she was 49, she took her four, first class of Kundalini Yoga as taught by Yogi Bhajan and immediately fell in love with it. She became a dedicated Kundalini Yoga teacher, combining her job with teaching yoga and organizing Kundalini Yoga teaching training programs at home and in East African countries. For 10 years, she chaired the Belgium Kundalini Yoga Foundation. In 2018, after several incidents, she disconnected from the Kundalini Yoga world. When in the early months of 2020, the extent of 50 years of hidden abuse and crimes by Budgen and his accomplices surfaced, she stepped in again to help facilitate the truth-telling process. In 2021, she launched the website Abuse in Kundalini Yoga, and today she's about to release her book, Under the Yoga Mat, The Dark History of Bhajan's Kundalini Yoga. Els, it is a, a pleasure, and I thank you for all of your good work and your integrity to, uh, to be able to say, you know what, I, I trusted people that I shouldn't have trusted. So take, please uh, tell, tell us a little bit more about you and your story and what, what your book is about, because we want people to buy and read your book. Okay. Thank you, Steve, for having me and for your care for all those people uh, who are involved in cults, because this is a cult. We know mm -hmm. by now, even if it is not recognized by all the people still involved in it, that it is a cult. And so your work on educating people, uh, on recognizing what the characteristics are of a cult is so important. Mm, thank you. Yeah, and certainly in this, in this uh, community, I think uh, there's still, in, we need to bring the people more aware about the cult characteristics. Yes, indeed. And I, I, if I may, I'll just mention that when I got out of the Moonies in 1976, I had never heard of Yogi Bhajan or seen a white turbaned uh, mm -hmm. Sikh or yoga teacher. Um, but I, for, I met my first uh, member, who was actually the New England coordinator of the group, uh, at a neurolinguistic programming or NLP training. I believe in Santa Cruz, California, when I moved out there to learn NLP. This was back in 80, 81, mm. 1981. And at the time I was just like, oh, cool, they're Sikhs. And then I started hearing from my friends, former members, it's not, it's not healthy, it's not good. And then more and more people started talking with me. And I came to understand that, uh, that Yogi Bhajan had no credentials to be a teacher of anything. In fact, he had a very questionable background. 
But anyway, that's yeah. my backstory with this group. And please continue. Yeah. Yeah. So it might be a bit strange that I'm talking about this because I only started in 2007. And Yogi Bhajan, he died in 2004. I never met him. And, mm. so, and I'm in Europe. I'm far away uh, from what happened in those days. So let me already tell you that in the book, I just bring the stories of survivors so mm. they, who agreed to have their stories combined to give mm -hmm. a full overview of uh, all the different aspects uh, that this cult is involved in. And it is a lot. And it has been hidden for 50 years. And it is only since 2020 that we start getting uh, a view on, on, on the massive abuse and crimes and wrongdoings that were happening. And even the people who were inside, uh, so some of the people have read the manuscript uh, to verify it. And they say, every one of them say, we didn't know this. We didn't know that. So, every, right. so it was completely compartmentalized <laughs> yes. information. Um, so this is why uh, why I wrote this book, because I have since 2020, when the book uh, Premka came out, and you interviewed her. Yes, Pamela exactly. Dyson. Pamela Dyson was one of the highest uh, people in the organization who suffered horrible abuse, but saw the inner side. Mm. Her book, uh, White Bird in a Golden Cage, My Life with Yogi Bhajan is really what I think created the opening yeah. for so many people to realize the truth about this group. Yeah, indeed. So there had been, unfortunately, there had been people shouting about it, uh, children, because there was also a lot of child abuse, not only sexual abuse of women. Right. So there is an estimate that about 100 women, uh, were at least 100 women were sexually assault, assaulted by him, people, uh, women who were in his staff. Yep. Uh, but also the children, and, and I think this is this is incredible that uh, the child. Uh, so he called it the distance therapy. Mm. Uh, so by swapping children from families, taking them away from their parents, yeah. uh, putting them in special school programs, and then later from the early eighties, he sent them to schools in India. Yes. Sometimes uh, for years they did not go home. And there, the abuse and the, the neglect, uh, it's, it's just amazing. Yeah, when you have a cult leader who claims to be the master and he's role modeling abuse, and I should add, he was trained in NLP mm. by this trainer that I knew. Um, so he was using covert hypnotic methodology to manipulate and enslave people. Uh, he was a pervert, but a classic cult leader, power, money, and sex, abusing all three for his uh, aggrandizement and no empathy and just a huge amount of tragedy. And for people who are listening, especially in the United States, where I have a big listenership, if you've he ever heard of the brand Yogi Tea, that was started by a member of this group or a call security, which I believe got hundreds of millions of dollars from Homeland Security for securing our United States facilities. This is a group that is not uh, a healthy uh, organization at all. 
But let me let me just also comment, is it true, this is my information, that Yogi Bhajan was involved with, with uh, being uh, an immigration agent or something at an airport in India before he decided to become a perfect uh, Kundalini master on his uh, own? I don't know about an immigration agent. He was a customs officer. Customs officer, I'm he sorry. He was a customs officer. That's his, uh, that was his job. So he, he worked for 16 years in government jobs, uh -huh. first uh, for the finance department, I think, and then he had his customs. And this is where he met somebody from Canada, a man mm -hmm. who was looking for a yoga teacher. And so he offered him a job, in fact. And this is how in the 60, in the 68, he arrived uh, in Canada first. And then very soon after that, he arrived in Los Angeles where, uh, he started uh, saying he was a yoga master and people were looking for yoga teachers and he started to use his, he, he, he used the tantric yoga, mm -hmm. which is in fact uh, the staring into the eyes yes. of other people. And so by doing that, he could in fact bring these young people who were on drugs and alcohol, etc. He could bring them into the same states of ecstasy by doing these exercises. And well, it's they, hypnotic, the eye-staring yeah. stuff. I did a whole chapter on the dark side of hypnosis focusing on Hubbard as a hypnotist, but we know for a fact Yogi Bhajan learned this. Yes, yeah, and uh, I was listening to your chapter, to this chapter, and I thought, mm. yeah, this is, this is really the tantric uh, effect because I've been doing tantra too, and it's, um, yeah, it's, People love it. Yeah, this is why people like Kundalini Yoga. It feels you, great, but yeah. the issue is: is there is there a legitimate spiritual master? No, and is there a hidden agenda to give over your time and money and your body to serve others and the cult? You know, that's where people need to really realize this is not legitimate. No, no, and the thing is that. Um, this technology just serves that. Yes. Yeah. So it, it, it you can, of course, if you have a, a leader, a, a yoga teacher who is in integer and, and has no bad intentions, it's all fine. Right. And you just have these ex, ecstatic, uh, ecstatic feelings. But it can be used, and he used the religion, the Sikh religion, yeah. uh, his own version, because it was not the, the many Sikhs were not very happy with the way. He implemented and he taught Sikhism and he abused right. it. Uh, but he used this, the religion and the yoga to cover up for all the other things that he was doing. Mm -hmm. uh, so there was fraudulent business. There was yeah. drugs uh, smuggling. There was wep even weapons involved. Mm -hmm. uh, so he, he, he needed this technology to prepare his community to be able to do all the things he did. Yeah, and and, and he encouraged a lot of bright people to uh, become chiropractors and other professionals so he could make more money and recruit more people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and then and, and keep them in a state of obedience. Eh? So his mantra was uh, obey, serve, love, excel. Obey, <laughs> serve, love. Excel. So first obeyment, you have to obey. So it was, so you asked me to fill out your bite model. Yes. Remember? Absolutely. <laughs> yes. So when I saw this, all these characteristics, and I said, did he write this for 
3HO Kundalini Yoga Sikh Dharma. <laughs> I'm sorry, but yeah. No, I wrote it because of the Moonies, but over the years, as I met other groups, I added things because the Mooney, you know, I, when I got into trafficking and sexual abuse, I had to add more extreme things like branding and kidnapping mm -hmm. and such. But uh, that's what helps people wake up and leave is if they can identify another group that they know is a bad group. They look at the bite model, behavior control, information control, thought control, and emotional control along the influence continuum. They start checking it off. They're like, oh my God, this fits. It's like it was written about my group. Yeah. But it's, it is so complex because now I've filled it out using the period when Bajan was still alive. Mm -hmm. uh, and in this period, in the state, so close to, to where he was. Yes. Uh, but in fact, there are many different periods. So like now, hmm? so mm. uh, Dr. Ale Alexandra Stein has just uh, made a short report on the three-year-old childhood abuse. Uh, and she recognized that it was a cult. Uh, but that's, that's still looking at a part of the issue. Right. Uh, and she also says, today it is still a cult, but it's a different cult. Mm. And that is what is so complex. Yeah. This is, yeah. Yeah, things evolve, and especially when there are lawsuits and former mm -hmm. members are speaking out, and there's an effort to whitewash and do PR and attempt to make the problem go away so money can continue to flow and everything. But honestly, you know, my thinking is that if a group is started by a man or a woman, but most of them are started by men uh, that claim to have divine powers. And that person is morally bankrupt and a criminal and a liar and a malignant narcissist. For me, you want to run mm -hmm. and get away from any residue of this group. And um, I really think that, that anyone who's listening to this, if you know someone with a white turban, the white you know stuff, this is a member of this particular group. Typical Sikhs do not wear all white. This was a Yogi Bhajan invention. Am I right about that? Yes, but you know, Steve, what, what happened? So since Premka's book came out in 2020, and since this was in fact a moment when her book encouraged many of the survivors to come out with their stories. So yes. from first generation, second generation, third generation. So all these stories started, started building up. And what happened is that 3HO, which is the Healthy, Happy, Holy organization that he started, and which is one of the nonprofits, and the Kundalini Research Institute, which is more focused on the yoga technology, and the Sikh Dharma International, which is more focused on the Sikhism, and there are others. It's this mm. very complex organization. So these are the non-profits. And so the non-profits, 3HO and the Kundalini Research Institute, they started rebranding. So they now, so before it was all white, all turbans, and just to, to continue the business, now when you look at the sites, it's all colors and it's all, so the diversity. So, and even Yogi Bhajan's name is already omitted. Wow. So thank you for enlightening me because I was not aware that they, mm -hmm. but that's typical with the yeah. rebranding. 
thing. And, you know, when I was in the Moonies, Moon himself loved us being called the Moonies. And then when he went to jail, they did a PR rebrand and they said, you can't call us Moonies anymore. It's like calling black people the N-word. And, yeah. and they did this whole PR campaign to try to distance themselves from Moon. Yeah, but yeah. Moon also was a bad actor, very yeah, corrupt yeah. Yeah. and abusive. Yeah, so, and so... Um, please, yeah. go ahead. Yeah, so one of the things is... So since this, this rebranding is happening, uh, and they even... So they omit the name of Bajan. You only find it in... Once you go deeper in, it's still there. Because mm -hmm. in the teachings, in the teacher training programs, his videos are still used. And so his lifestyle is simply still implemented. So the technology has not changed. So yeah. the technology still has all the capacity for somebody who wants to abuse it, people. Mm. It's, it's all still there. It just has, they put something on top of it. Right. Uh, and so Sikh Dharma, so the religious part of the organization, is still uh, revering him as their spiritual leader, as mm. is many people at the top organization. So there is a, there is, since uh, all the abuse has come to the surface, there is a big division and a polarity in the organization, within the organization. Mm -hmm. So, and it's still going on. So you have the deniers and you have the believers. And there is a tension. And so they started programs to try to, they called it, they called it the Compassionate Reconciliation Program. Mm. And so I was in there, I was in, in the advisory teams. I just stepped out in December last year because I, my patience was gone. Yeah, please explain <laughs> what this entity and this uh, yeah. thing was. <laughs> it is still going on. Eh? So um, let me just... Uh, there is the book of Premka, 2020. Yes. Who, and then all the abuse is starting up. And, and I started opening like, whoa, all this. And even the people from, from the top, they were like, whoa, wh what is this? So there was, in January, there was the book that came out. And then in June, there was a Zoom call. I was not there, but it was a famous Zoom call with all the white turban, still white turban people. Yeah. The elders listening to the children. And so this meeting that was supposed to take one hour or one hour and a half took nine hours. Mm -hmm. So for nine hours, the children have been, for the first time, many for the first time, some had, talking, had talked before but were not listened to. And so they just told their parents how they suffered in India. Uh, so this was the start of some opened their eyes, but some others were still calling them liars. And people mm. were after compensation. Uh, and then came, then they ordered an independent report uh, with a Buddhist uh, organization who uh, interviewed 300 people, mm -hmm. uh, half of them deniers, half of them supporters of Bajan. Mm -hmm. And the result of that report that was in August 2020, it was that most likely than not, he assaulted these women. And mm -hmm. so the allegations are valid. Mm -hmm. And after that, they started what they call the Compassionate Reconciliation Program, in which I was involved in one of the advisory teams for this uh, program. Uh -huh. But the thing is, if you organize in a cult, 
with people from the cult. And there was an external advisor. These people, they had all good intentions. Mm. But the thing is, yeah, if you have people who have different truths, because I asked them from the start, I was saying, why is this a compassionate reconciliation program and not a truth and reconciliation program? Yes. So, and I, I was asking this all the time because you have Desmond Tutu, you have in Canada, you have everywhere. It's the truth because first you have to name the harm that is done. Exactly. Yep. Then you have to listen to the stories. The truth telling is so important. And then you can start talking about forgiveness and reconciliation. This is Desmond Tutu's forgiveness plan. Uh, so this happened. Uh, I, I asked this question. Truth and reconciliation. What, right. Why re only reconciliation? And the answer I got took some time before I got an answer, but the answer I got was uh, different people have different truths. In this in this organization, different people have different truths, and this is because they have no clue they are in a cult. Yeah, I don't believe that this. We live in a post-truth world, or that there are different facts. I think there are lies, and there are facts. And I think if a group is claiming to be contributing and and a superior to other groups, the burden is on them to prove it, and yeah. not on us to disprove it. Mm -hmm. And if the founder is criminal and engaged in criminal, there's no organization that still promotes this person if it's yeah. really you know, interested in being clean. Yeah, because these people, because what they say is there are people, so many people who only had good experiences. Yeah, they had, and it, it, I believe it, it's possible they only had good experiences, but they were in a cult. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I, I, I will tell you, I only had good experiences in the Moonies too, till I mm -hmm. woke up. Yes. And yes. then I started I interacting with former members, and then the memories started surface surfacing of all of the lies and the manipulations and the the, the mm -hmm. violations of my conscience and and uh, you know the the illegal things that I was asked to do for the cult. Yeah, the same for me, and yeah, because I was so far away, and I was so far away in time and in geography. Yeah, and still, so I I stepped out in two thousand eighteen, and I stepped back in in twenty twenty because I thought, oh, now we can start the purification. But I, when I stepped out, it took me more than a year to realize how good it was to stop with this thing. Yeah. So this is, I started telling people, just stop for one year with this Kundalini Yoga and see mm. how you feel. Yeah? Mm. And it's only now, after I have been listening to all these stories, that I start seeing, yeah, I was also, for 10 years, I was, my personal development was like post. I was doing the cult. Yeah. But I don't do not say the people who were in my yoga classes, who are still much farther away from that. Eh? Yeah. They have no clue. So only a few days ago, I saw a Kundalini Yoga teacher here in Belgium. Mm -hmm. Because in Europe, Europe does not know anything about the abuses. Or they, they, it's, in the States, there is awareness starts coming because there was a Vice documentary right. in February 2022 
mm-hmm. on the on the cult, and there will be more documentaries coming. And the book is more, the books are more, uh, so there is more awareness. Uh, yes, in in the states, but in Europe, it's nothing. And I asked this Kundalini teacher. Yeah, she knows about the book of Premka. She knows it. She says I have it, but I didn't read it. As many other people here, we, we just don't feel like reading it. And I said, did you know? And she, I said, what do you know about the abuse? And she said, yeah, there were some women uh, secretaries from Bajan, and there was some sex involved. And I said, do you know about the child abuse? He said, mm. no, 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 no. There is no child abuse. See? So we are three years after all this information has been coming out. Hundreds of children have told their stories, and we don't know. Yeah, and we want to emphasize it wasn't just sexual child abuse. It was corporal punishment. It was neglect. Neglect. It it was separation of family and friends and inculcation of a a black and white, all or nothing ideology based on obedience to authority instead of growing up and exploring and questioning and finding your own way. Yeah. Yeah, it's cruel. It's really cruel what happened. So and now in this, because coming back to the Compassionate Reconciliation Program, so since um, I think last year's, um, not not yet a year, but there is a, a reparations program that started, uh, and but that's also started from within the cult. So right. the way it is organized is not trauma informed, not right. at all. So we hear now from a lot of they they are not allowed to report on the reparations that they uh, that are happening but they are meeting among themselves and there is re-traumatization due to the reparations program yeah it makes a lot of sense to me and you know the the goal should be to help people become functional and move on with their life but if you have this entity that's primarily from my point of view a pr effort uh, to yeah. to keep the money and the power flowing uh, for those that are still in charge, uh, it's BS. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because officially they say we recognized the harm done, and because there are some statements on on websites to say we acknowledge the harm done, mm-hmm. but it's it's not enough because there is no stories there. The truth is not told. They want to move on very quickly. And they are saying, this is the past, because this is what they say to me. You are negative. You are involved in the past. But what I say is, you have to write the history. And if you you don't do it, then maybe I should do it. Right. And I'm just, and many more people will will start doing it, and, and there will be more documentaries. I still, I was very naive in beginning 2020. I thought, thought they will start telling the truth from within all the lies uh, that were involved, but it's, it's not, it was not happening. Right. And so one of the reasons I also wrote this book is because in 2004, when Yogi Bhajan died, uh, he was, in fact, he was uh, recognized by the American Congress. There was a two-page uh, resolution signed by the American Congress about the greatness of this man. So, and I think it's great time, and I hope some politician will be um, sensitized by somebody 
to say, uh, we need to amend this because we need to add to this uh, the fact that there was thousands of young people whose lives were se severely impacted right. uh, by this man. Right. And, yeah. No, I'm, I was just going to say that they've given the same crap for the moon, Sun Myung Moon and other cult leaders, and uh, it's politics and paying paying money to politicians and writing writing the, the letter or writing the bill to say what a great person it is, mm -hmm. donating to their charity or just giving them a political donation. Yeah. It's so corrupt. Yeah, he, he had good connections. Eh? He had uh, connections with uh, President Nixon, I think, and he, uh, he was very good friends with the governor of New Mexico. There is a highway named, eh? there's a Yogi Bhajan Memorial Highway. The, it should be Yogi Bhajan, uh, Yogi Bhajan Survivors Memorial Highway. That's a change they could do. <laughs> I like that idea, but I'd like to get his name off. How about yeah. just former former cult members, Memorial yeah. whatever, Highway? Whatever, but the rectification, it's time after 50 years, because uh, 50 years of silence, and it is beca probably because of all his connections that he was capable to, uh, to hide. And be being a religious organization, so, so he was incredibly clever. He was a genius, in fact, uh, to set this all up because as you say he he created billion dollar businesses uh he was he met two popes in his uh capacity of being the sick leader of the western hemisphere yeah his mm. title right it his, was... oh, the titles he he invented for himself right. uh but they just they just uh acknowledged him like that and and this is why he was revered in 2004 when he died, but I think this is time for rectification. Uh, and I, I think that's, that's one of the least things that uh, people outside of the cult can do to support uh, the survivors, to say, we recognize that you suffered. If from within, the people are still too much in their cult identities and cannot do it, right. I think the outside world has a responsibility to support the survivors. Right. Uh, and I really hope that this will happen and many more people are coming out and uh, this is the time it's happening everywhere. Uh, so also here. Yeah, we want, we want more former victims of undue influence and destructive cults to not no longer feel stigmatized that there was something wrong with them that that made them vulnerable you know like mm. steve was in the moonies he was stupid or he was naive or he was uneducated i was none of those i want to cite else you have a doctorate in nuclear physics <laughs> worked for 30 years in banking i'm sorry for laughing but it's just so absurd but the public still has this wrong perception that only weak stupid people can fall for these things and they don't realize how sophisticated and how deceptive and how incremental the recruitment and indoctrination is done and when you're when it's happening to you you think it's a good thing yeah. mm. right mm. and i also want to say at this moment just if you're listening to us 
talking and know someone who is in this group. Maybe you've taken yoga with them at your YMCA or something like that. What you don't want to do is walk over to them and say, you're in a cult, you know, how could you be so stupid or I don't want anything to do with you. But to say, you know, I've enjoyed your classes. However, I've learned some very disquieting facts that I'd like to ask you about. I'd like you to listen to this interview or read this book and I want to discuss it with you if you are sincere as mm -hmm. a teacher uh, and put the burden on them to do yes, their homework. Because this was uh, one of the big uh, questions when the book came out of Premka in 2020 was, can I, can I separate the teacher from the teachings? And so many people, they started burning their books and they said, no, I don't want to have anything to do with this person anymore. But others said, no, because these teachings, they brought me so much good and I see it, my students, and people love Kundalini Yoga. You give a class of Kundalini Yoga and People love it because it is, it is a nice yoga to do. But if they really know the source of these teachings and why, how it was abused to bring people into states of, in which they can be abused. Right. Um, but so people need to be aware and, and be informed about the full truth. Right. And then, only then you can give... A full question. And for me, people can continue to do Kundalini Yoga. I have no issue with that. But they have to do it in a well-informed way. They have to be aware that this technology was used for these purposes. And if they know that, and then they still want to, to continue doing it and using it, for me, they can do it. But they have to be informed. And now, what they, what they want to do is to just, okay, uh, this is the past, we go on and we move on without informing the people. And that is not correct. We right. need to inform them. Right. And but for me, you know, I feel like there's a process everyone should do to look at the sources. Like people got into another Indian cult, Transcendental Meditation, and he claimed to have been ordained by Shankaracharya's in, in India, and until a former member went to India and said, what about Maharishi Mahashogi? Did you, in fact, give him this mission? And their response was, when are you Westerners going to know that anyone's charging money for a spiritual teaching is a fraud? Mm. That, was, that was their first response, right? Yeah. But what I'm trying to, I want to get back to you saying how they still use Yogi Bhajan's mm. videos and the trainings, but they're they're, they're plastering over a veneer to hide it, but you need to ask questions. Who is the founder of whatever group a person is thinking about joining? Ask very direct questions. And if you don't get direct answers, like, I don't know, you say, how long have you been involved? 10 years. 10 years and you don't know who the founder is? Excuse me, alarm bells, why? Yeah. Why don't you know? Yeah, because these, these techniques, uh, you talk about them a lot, uh, like sleep deprivation and, yes. and, and chanting mantras. Or no. So all these things, they are still in the teacher training programs. Because yeah. I remember in our teacher training program, we were ask, asking questions about why, why is this linked with the Sikhism? Because in, in a yoga class, I never had a Sikh 
person in the yoga class. There were Muslims, there were Christians, there were Hindus, there were, but Sikhs are not so common in a yoga class. And we never got answers. But, and as you say, we should, should, how could I be, how could I be so uncritical? Mm. This, is, this is a question I'm still, I'm still asking myself, how could I do this? And this is also why I write this book is, is because I feel like I'm uh, kind of responsible for sharing this knowledge. I, we went to organize these teacher trainings in Africa. Yes. My God. Yeah. So I Whoa. respect you so much. And I want to say that we're human beings <laughs> and we don't know everything. And we tend to want to believe the best in people, especially when they're smiling and they're looking us right in the eye and saying flattering things. And, and we're having experiences that feel good. Mm -hmm. um, but I think in this day and age, in 2023, going forward with all the internet and all the deep fakes and disinformation, people need to cultivate a consumer's awareness that don't rush. You know, you get a, 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 a social media post, it, you may agree with the title of it. Don't just share it. Like, who, what's the source? Is yeah. it real? Has yeah. it been published by AP or some other fact-based journalistic <laughs> integrity organization? And if you're not sure, don't rush to give your money, your time, your abilities. And and what I want to say to you, Els, is, you know, I just admire you so much because so many people, when they do realize that what they were doing for so many years was wrong, especially in the teaching and recruiting area, which I got involved with, most people just walk away and they, they don't want to think about it because it's too painful. But you've you've done the ethical thing and you want to help others and, and right the wrongs. So kudos. Yeah, it's in fact because I, I had a time also. Yeah, I realized that uh, when when this all came out, uh, this conversation, so the uncomfortable conversations uh, led by Guru Nishan and others also, Mina Bahadori also did some conversations with survivors. But these are uh, hours and hours of listening, and there I realized that not everybody can do it. And the fact that I I was in a period where I could listen to those. And I felt like, whoa, my God, all this information, uh, people who go to work, who have jobs and, and children, and they, they cannot. This is why I, I wrote a book, just to make it consolidated. Right. Uh, and I first had the website. So the website I created in 2021. Very thorough. Thank you yeah. so much. This is how you... How you met? We met, I think, and yeah? yes. you saw the site. Yeah, yeah, I was so impressed that you did the research. I want to. You just mentioned Guru Nishan, I believe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, she was. Wasn't she born or raised in the cult? Yeah, yeah. she's one of. Yeah, and, and she has a podcast. I listened to a number of her episodes. Mm -hmm. She still is using the Guru name that she got. Uh, yeah, in she her has child. no other name. Huh? I'm a big fan of. Changing your name, well, you know, uh, everyone has to decide for themselves, mm. but I'm a big fan of focusing as a therapist, I'm speaking now, focus on what's within your control to do 
And I'm a big fan for if you don't like the cult identity, create a new identity that is congruent with your values and your and your mm -hmm. heart and your desires. Mm -hmm. So um, I, I think this is one of those things that for some people they choose to want to do that instead of um, continuing the name they were given uh, mm -hmm. in, a, in a cult group. Yeah. Yeah, she's continuing. So still, she started in July, I think, uh, 2020. Mm -hmm. and I, yeah, she took over from somebody who did it first, uh, the interviews. Yeah. And she's still, and now more new, um, and mostly second generations. So the children, more children are coming with their stories. And they are, and even children who were in the community, there was one uh, who was in 2009. So mm -hmm. it is years after Bajan died. Right. But still similar experiences. Right. Yeah. So in the in the schools in India. And these schools are still open. Yeah. Uh, so I also want to say that the in my work, it's 47 years now, some of the most damning material is is in the group from the cult leader himself or herself words they said, books they wrote, etc. My friend John Atak read everything Hubbard ever wrote and quotes him avidly. Like I, you know, I recommend hypnosis, you know, it's like, oops. Uh, but um, you shared with me a clip of Bajan oh, yes. talking about rape. Oh, yeah. So here, here we have it, Yogi Bajan saying that uh, the victim is to blame, and there's no such thing as rape. And some people have asked me a lot of questions, and I never answered that. Today I want to talk to you about it. First of all, nobody can be raped until you do not invite it. Rape is always invited, it never happens. A person who is raped is always providing subconsciously the environments and the arrangements. If you do not provide the circumstances and the arrangements, it is impossible. Horrifying. Yeah, and this is just one of the statements. Huh? And you know what is the crazy thing? What? Everybody can still watch them. The Kundalini Research Institute has their huge library yeah. of hundreds of teachings, and it's all still there. And there you can, as, as a, somebody who knows, I don't know NLP, but if you, this because this statement of rape is always invited, he brought it uh, after 44 minutes of blah, 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 blah. Right. Illogical so things that he, he he's talking, and if you try to find the logic, your brain melts. Right. Yeah. Uh, and so after forty-four minutes of this, point, rape is always invited. Hundreds of women, because it was in a women's camp, yeah. because he was giving special education for women. Right. Yeah. Because he he revered women, so women were so important, uh, and no one. There is silence in the room. Yeah. Nobody reacts. Yeah. And it's not just once, it's not just once that he says this. Uh, this is 
I think this was from 78, I don't remember exactly, but you can find examples of this over the years. Yeah, so I want to make a few comments. One is, if anyone's listening and has the capacity to download all of those videos and all the recordings, lest they be taken off the internet, please do it ASAP. Uh, and <laughs> I would also say that one of the techniques of NLP um, is confusion. And that is saying things that don't make any sense in a tone of voice, like you're an authority figure and you know exactly what you're talking about, which makes the average person go inside and go, what? Like, mm. he couldn't have said that. But as you're thinking about it, now more is coming into your head and you're not able to analyze it because you're now thinking about this other thing. It's an overload technique of, of programming people's consciousness. And, mm. and Moon would go on for hours giving a talk in a similar way, Hubbard the same. This is a, 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 a cult leader playbook phenomenon, <laughs> honestly. Yeah, I, I think now about when you say this, I think about the lecture he gave on the art of communication. And so, the women are invited to ask him difficult questions. And so one woman, she asks him because it's in the 80s. And in the 80s, many people left the cult. Yeah? And there was talking because people didn't know. Of course, the people who left were slandered yeah? because if you left, you were crazy. There was some very bad things with you. Yeah? And so one woman asked the question, why are so many people leaving our community? And he says, Okay, I'm going to use this question. It's a very good question. I'm going to use this to show you how you should respond to difficult questions. Mm -hmm. First of all, you have, to, you have to remain very friendly to the persons. Never shout. And then you have to start confusing them. Oh, wow. He says it exactly out, out loud. Well, he, was, he was just teaching that. Yeah. Well, that's what NLP... One of the major techniques is to bypass and overload someone's critical conscious attention to influence their unconscious. And of course, he was not giving her an answer. Right. <laughs> she never gave, got an answer. She got a technique yeah. to confuse other people. Yep. Yeah, so um, all I can say is that... Um, this is just one of thousands of mind control cults. There are billions, I believe bill, more than a billion people on planet Earth right now who are programmed by an authoritarian cult figure or leader or government, and I have to include China. Not that everyone in China uh, believes on blindly to Xi, but uh, is afraid probably to say anything uh, mm -hmm. or to act out for, for want of punishment um, or going to the brainwashing re-education programs and such. Certainly in Russia, this is happening. But we have um, a phenomenon coming out of the U.S. called New Apostolic Reformation uh, churches and megachurches where somebody says, I'm a prophet of God or I'm an apostle of God and I God speaks directly to me and I can speak in tongues and cast out demons and do faith healing. 
and they have a B-I-T-E cult where people are so afraid of being possessed by Satan and evil spirits that they'll do whatever they're told. And there's an estimated 650 million of these folks around the world. There was just recently a bunch of bodies dug up in Kenya from one of mm. these cult groups because the prophet said we have to fast because the last days are here. This kind of mindless you know, obedience to another human is so dangerous. Yeah, yeah, I read about it from Kenya. Yeah, yeah. so forgive me for ranting a little bit, but the phenomenon <laughs> is all over the world. We need more people like yourself uh, stepping up and saying, hey, listen, people, there's, there's a problem here and we can't fix everything, but I can fix what I know about. And writing a book, doing interviews, doing podcasts, doing blogs are a step in the right direction. And seriously, if you have an option to uh, buy a tea, think about where, who do I want to subsidize? You know, or uh, if 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 the government is thinking about giving millions and millions of dollars of security, who will we want to give it to? Mm. Uh, do we want to give it to a group that's associated with a criminal who 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 who's uh, you know smuggling drugs and guns and abusing women? No. Yeah. Now, a call security has uh, has disappeared. Has it? A billion dollar company that was in 2019 still active is now annihilated. It's impossible. It's impossible. Yeah. But there is. Has a new name, no in other words. Yeah. yeah. And they, they. So they found ways to disappear. Yogiti is another story. I think Yogiti today is. is an, the information I have is an okay company. Oh. Uh, yeah. So I, I would. I so I, like, I retract if I was... Yeah, so I, the, from the information I get, of course, these companies, they were built, they, they started off uh, like small initiatives from cult members. Right. Uh, and then once they started to make money and, and Bajan saw it was a good product, he took over. Right. And then, of course, it, the people who came in, there was exploitation. Yeah. But as from the 90s, these companies have had to follow the the rules and and so apparently yogi tea what i hear is, is it is an okay company what what happened with akal security i i have tried millions of times to get clarity about this because they were involved in the the separation of migration uh migrants at a, yeah migrants at the mexican border separation of children from parents mm -hmm. uh and as from that moment on Oof, they have disappeared. Yeah. Dissolved. So the money <laughs> for the reparations to be paid to the survivors now, because they, they are there are hundreds of survivors who are claiming reparations. Right. Uh, but if the money from Akal Security can be saved from being spent on that. Right. Definitely. So I did an interview recently with an ex-member of a Bible cult, the International Churches of Christ, and an attorney who's representing people who've been harmed in that cult. And they're wanting to set up a nonprofit and use the legal system to hold organizations accountable 
I think they're starting with the ICOC, but I'm curious whether they'd be open to representing former members mm-hmm. of this group as well, because um, we really need uh, you know, legal justice yeah. to be applied. Yeah, there were court cases in the 80s of two women mm-hmm. uh, for sexual uh, sexual abuse and power abuse and financial abuse. Yes, uh, but uh, they were um, they were settled out of court. Uh, and now today there there are also court cases, but I, I think not, not. People try to get from the this initiative from within the cult, but it's crazy. Right. Uh, and they it, want a gag order, so they don't want they don't want they they want people not to go to the police or the authorities, yeah. and they want to have a gag order so they can't talk about their abuse ever again if they get yeah, they, any they, money. In the conditions, they they it is said that they can still bring their stories out. Oh, okay, that because there was a law firm uh, involved in setting up the reparations program, mm-hmm. so they can still talk about their story, but they cannot. Uh, talk about the amount they received. I see, and they can't. So sue. that's the right. But then the way the, the most horrific thing is that the process that was set up is not trauma informed. Right. And so many of the people who cl- who entered their claim they are re-traumatized, which is horrible. Right. Because it's a very bureaucratic process. Uh, there is support, they say, but then the way it is organized, and I think they are overwhelmed. Right. I think they never thought. Because they themselves have no clue about how many people right. uh, were, were suffered from from this. Yeah, and I I put together an online course for clinicians that's on my website because most mental health professionals don't have a clue about working with people born or raised or recruited yeah. into cults, um, and so it's more of a psychoeducational orientation. But the plan is to do more supervision and training of clinicians. But um, if you're a former member listening to this and you're tired of talking to a therapist and educating your therapist that you were in a cult, tell them to take the course, (laughs) please, or read Combating Cult Mind Control and get educated so they know how to do treatment with you that will help you. Yeah, there was just one more thing I thought about because you know that this yoga is called the yoga of awareness. Mm. It's crazy because all these people, these hundreds and thousands of people who were there and did this this yoga of awareness and were blind yeah. to what happened. Yeah. So it's not a yoga of awareness, it's a yoga of blindness. And it still is. Yeah. Because still still people and and I do when you are so much in your cult identity. Yes. It's so yeah, it you need a lot of courage to get out of of that and to see to open your eyes. Yeah, to... absolutely. And I, you know, as you were talking about the yoga of awareness, I couldn't help but think about 1984 and George Well. George Orwell mm-hmm. and doublespeak and how so many things are twisted from what they actually are. So they sound better, but yeah. the, the substance isn't there. It's actually yeah. harmful. Because the, the mission was, we, we are the saviors of the world. Yeah. We are the ones who are going to make the transition. We are, you are the leaders, he said. Yeah. You are the leaders to bring humanity from the patient age 
to the Aquarian age. Mm. So the, the superiority feeling, it's still there. Yeah. They still, because they are still talking about, we need to heal ourselves, our community, because we need to be ready, because we are the ones who are going to save the world. Mm. It's still in there. Messianic delusion. Yeah. I've been there, done that one. <laughs> um, as we wrap up, Els, I guess I'm I'm very concerned about the uh, Hindu nationalism in India right now, and I'm curious if you know anything about uh, the the Bajan cult and 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 the government of India. No, I don't. I don't. I I I don't have the feeling that they are very much involved. I know I know that they are active in in Russia and in China. But in India, I'm not sure. So this cult is active in Russia and China? Yeah, 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 of course. You know, I, 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 wait a minute. This is a big deal. I did not know that. Yeah. Tell me more what you know, <laughs> please. Well, I don't know very much. But I know, for example, because I didn't talk about, we had a abu sexual abuse case here in Belgium. Yeah. In, in, the teacher is now teaching in China, in Russia. Yeah. The, the advantage of teaching in those countries is that the knowledge of English is less. So the stories of the abuse, they, they are not there yet. Yeah? And then China, it, it, apparently Kundalini Yoga and the, the Sikh-related Vajan uh, Sikhism is, is active there because there was, they have had an uh, election of the board of the the whole organization, the Siri Singh Sahib Corporation. Yeah. And it had to be postponed because there was a, a kind of a fraud because so many Chinese people were uh, supporting the deniers of the abuse. But it was, it was not a, a legal thing, so they had to... Yeah, so there is... The cult is active in China. That's really astounding and upsetting and... Uh... You know, I've 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 long understood that state intelligence apparatus like to infiltrate cults and use them to move people around and money around and do all kinds of nefarious things as a proxy. And I can't help but wonder if uh, if China and Russia isn't involved in some way with the leadership of this group now. I don't, I, I don't have the feeling that is the case. Okay. And I, I, I can't have no idea about numbers, but I know that they are active there. Yeah, fascinating. Yeah. So as we wrap up, uh, you, you get the last words. Uh, what do you want our listeners to most um, you know, leave with from this? Well, I, I can only hope that people who are still in the cult and are still, let me say, asleep... Um, will little by little allow themselves to come into the light and to find their true identities back mm -hmm. and to step away from this cult identity, which is not a free world. It's it's very confined and it, it's so good to allow yourself to step into the light uh, and, and to recognize. And the thing is, listen to the uncomfortable conversations. Yes. Go to Guru Nishan's podcast and and. And listen to them. There are many. There are over fifty now, um, and there are other uh, other platforms too. Mm -hmm. And then for the people who are not in this cult, uh, as you said, uh, if you know people who do who are in, uh, approach them, 
And then I really, I know this is a, this is maybe crazy idea, but this uh, American res- this resolution of the American Congress mm. that was praising him uh, in 19 different points to say how good he was mm. for the people of America, for the relationships between India and America, and for his, uh, his role in Sikhism and all these things. I really think that survivors have the right to and, and, and should be honored by, by an amendment of yeah. this resolution. Or retraction, utterly. Would you send me the link to that? We'll add it to the yeah. blog. We'll add the, yeah, uh, the recording of Yogi Bhajan saying that all rape is invited. Um, the, and the New Mexican Highway. And the Memorial New Mexican Highway, highway need to uh, undo that wrong. Uh, and your book is Under the Yoga Mat, The Dark History of Bhajan's Kundalini Yoga. Els Kunin, thank you so much. I hope to meet you in person one day soon. Yeah, one day. <laughs> and, um, and thank you. Yeah, thank you for having me. That's it for today's episode of The Influence Continuum. I've been your host, Dr. Stephen Hassan. Theme music for the podcast is by Nasser Malik. To keep up to date with me and happenings that I think are important, please visit my website at freedomofmind.com. There you'll find in-depth articles about cults, mind control, and other relevant topics. You can also find me on Twitter and Instagram at cultexpert. If you want to develop a comprehensive understanding of these topics, I highly recommend my books, Combating Cult Mind Control, Freedom of Mind, and The Cult of Trump, in that order. These books are a culmination of 45-plus years of experience and will really help you grasp the complex web of undue influence. I have also launched a new nine-hour online course for anyone interested in a deep dive into issues related to recovering from undue influence in all forms. While this course is designed for clinicians, everyone can benefit. If you're a former member, I congratulate you for your bravery and invite you to use the hashtag IGOTOUT and join our online community at igotout.org. Remember, love is stronger than mind control. And thanks for listening.